Friends, Happy New Year. Uh, You're picking this up on December 31st or somewhere in the week of January 1st, 2019. And from us here at Ransomed Heart, we just want to say welcome to your new year. Alan Arnold and John Eldridge with you this week to bring to you our annual New Year's Week podcast. We're looking forward to sharing some thoughts with you. We are excited about the new year here at Ransomed Heart, and we've done some praying into even this podcast and just asking yes. Jesus what he felt like you needed. And Alan, as we were praying here in the studio before we you know, turn the recording on, we're asking Jesus, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want for your people? I thought you heard something important. Yeah, John, what I heard was that the listeners are running into the new year, they're going fast, and they're running on empty. They're they're running on fumes. There's not much in the tank heading into 2019 for many of the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate. January is going to be a full month for the Eldridge clan. And, and the holidays don't tend to be a restful and restorative season for most people. So even if the holidays were absolutely wonderful and enjoyable for you, you know, kind of like, okay, that was that. Here we go. Maybe the best thing we can do right now is just to pray something very simple. Jesus, I pray that you would fill me with hope. I pray that you would fill me with your heart towards me and towards my new year. As I listen to this podcast, I pray that it would breathe into me this day hope and love and new life for all of us who feel like the tank isn't as full as we'd like it to be, Jesus, breathe yourself into me, impart into me today new life. So friends, if you've tracked with us for more than a year, if you've listened to at least one of these New Year's podcasts, I think you can anticipate where we're going to go because there are a couple of practices that have proven so helpful to us over the years that we just want to we just want to remind you of them again because it's been a right. long time since January 1 of 2018 I mean it just feels like ancient history <laughs> the pyramids were built in January of 2018 <laughs> and so the first thing that we do here we do, we do it as a mission and as a ministry team but we also do it personally in our own lives, is to consecrate your year to Jesus, to bring it under his lordship, to bring it under his rule, to bring it into his loving care, and and frankly, under his jurisdiction. That's what it means to consecrate something. It's rather than kind of letting it float out there under all sorts of influences. Right. What we're doing is is we're saying, Lord, I dedicate my 2019 to you, Jesus. Every day of it, every moment of it, I am consecrating from this moment to the end of the year, I dedicate and present to your loving rule my 2019. And, and it's both a posture of surrender. I'm giving this to you. I want you to be Lord of it. 
I want you yes. to direct me in it. Right. Right? Right. And it's also bringing it directly under the rule of Jesus. Like you, you right now, I know it may not feel like it, but you right now are the ruler of your calendar for this year. You're the one who, for the most part, is going to make the decisions, what the year looks like and where you're going to spend your time and as the governor of your year to bring it under the rule of Jesus and say, we dedicate, we consecrate, we bring all of our year unto you. And we'll do this as a family. It's a wonderful thing to do with um, those of you who still have kids at home to invite them into it and to do it as a family exercise. And you, you don't have to do it on January 1st. You can do this on the 15th. You can do it on February 3rd, yeah. 30th, but there is no February 30th. You can do it anytime. But it makes sense to do it at the beginning of the year before momentum begins to pick up, right? Right. right. And what's beautiful about this is it's a proactive way to step into your year versus a reactive way of, oh my gosh, now things are hitting the fan. Finances or, you know, there's an unexpected bill and my car just broke down and now our child is sick. And and so you're, it's like whack-a-mole, you know, you're, you're chasing after <laughs> all of these things as they happen, yeah. reacting instead of saying at the beginning, yeah. God, I bring it all under your authority. I give it all to you. Yeah. So there's another way of describing this. We're going to unpack a few things in this week's episode, but right now we're on the idea of consecrating your year to the loving, intimate presence and rule of Jesus. Another way to think about it is alignment, is bringing your year into alignment with what Jesus is doing. And here's why this is so critical. As I look back on 2018, it was a year with some some real blessings to it, but it was also a year for us that had some real hardships where one of our kids went through a really hard miscarriage and, oh gosh, it was just heartbreaking. And and grief and loss. And and then in the fall, we didn't share this on the podcast in the fall, but late fall, we, we lost our family golden retriever and had to bury our, our dear dog. And so I, I look back on the year and I go, oh my gosh, 2018. 2018 had a lot of challenges to it. Now, what is so beautiful about bringing your year into alignment with Jesus, he knows that. And there were certain things that he instructed us to do in our year that we would not have done without aligning with him. And it was, it was back in the summer, and Jesus said, you need to take these days as Sabbath in the fall. And he named you know, this, this five-day period in, in the fall. And honestly, it was between the Wales mission to the UK and between the Australia mission and it made no sense to me. I'm like, Jesus, that does not fit. But we obey. Okay, we'll, we'll block that period out right now. We won't let anything fill that. And by the time Stacy and I got to that week, it was a massive rescue. We wouldn't have done it without his leadership, but Sabbath in those five days is exactly what we needed. We needed rest. We needed to nap. We, we just needed to recover. We were, we were empty. And Christ has that for you. He knows what your year has, both in terms of blessings and in terms of hardship. And so coming into alignment and literally saying, Jesus, we give you our calendar. 
Mm-hmm. We yield to you our planning. You know, the, the assumptions that we're making of, oh, of course we're seeing my parents this year. We, we have to do that, you know. Well, really? Have you asked Jesus about that? And of course, I got to work Saturdays this year. We're not going to make ends meet. I, I need to put in six days, you know, at least through the spring. And Really? Did you ask Jesus about that? So the idea of consecration is the idea of coming into alignment, bringing your kingdom, your calendar, your plans, everything about your year into alignment with what Jesus is doing. John, as you're saying that, two thoughts. One is when people consecrate their year, make it as tangible as possible. So if you're at your home, go into each room. Like you you don't need to just kneel at, you know, in the kitchen, but walk around, walk to your children's bedrooms, walk to your bedroom, to the kitchen, wherever you are, go to your vehicle, put your hand on the mm-hmm. vehicle. You're simply making it more real and tangible to the experience. And the second thing I would add is the beauty of the daily prayer is it's a constant stepping into that yeah. because within the daily prayer, we do talk about bringing family members yes. under the authority yes. of God, bringing finances, vehicles. So that's a great way to, you do the consecration at the beginning of the year if you can, but then stay in it through the daily prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the calendar when mm-hmm. you're consecrating. We'll do that. Well, you know, literally Jesus, here is our year. We give this to you. And Gang, this is not heavy. This is not hard to do. Yes, it sometimes requires realignment of some of our expectations. Yes, sometimes we have to yield things. Example was we had some friends from overseas who were coming to the States and, you know, they texted us midsummer and said, hey, we're going to be in town. We'd love to see you guys. And of course, the natural response is, yes, we'd love to see you as well. Come and stay at our house. Jesus. And Jesus says, don't do it. This is not a good time. And we didn't know how hard certain parts of our summer were going to be last year, but just the obedience, inviting him in, letting him lead. There's two ways to live life, gang. Aren't you waiting to know what they are? (laughs) There are two ways that people approach life. The primary way that people approach life is, here are my plans, Lord. I ask you to bless them. Right? And even churches do this. They'll, they'll have, you know, planning retreats and the board will go away or, you know, the diocese or whatever, you know, will make their plans. And, and Jesus, we ask you to bless this. It's not really exactly how he operates is just waiting for us to, you know, he gets to have a say only in terms of would you bless what I'm doing. <laughs> the other way to approach life is alignment. Asking Christ, what do you have for me this year? I yield my year to you. I align with you. I actually only want what you're doing, God. The trips, the vacations, the hopes, the dreams, the expenses. I only want what you're doing, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. So I want to come into alignment with my year, and I want to do it as early in the year as, as I possibly can. Now, related to that, you know, if we're in the posture of asking God, what are you doing Something else that we've recommended over the years to our listeners is asking Jesus for words over the year. Lord, is there a theme to this year? Are there some things that you want to say to me? 
if I'm single and consecrating my year, or to us, if we're a, a household and, and we're consecrating our collective year, are there words that you have for us over our year, Jesus? And those words have proven to be massive over time, so helpful and very guiding, very directing, so important to us that I'll actually take them and put them up somewhere. I'll write them boldly on a card or a, or a note somewhere, and I'll post it where I will see it regularly in my week because it helps me reorient to yeah. the things that Jesus is speaking over the years. So asking him for words, asking him obviously for counsel and direction, but also just is there is there a theme to this year, to what, what we're up to, Jesus? Will you share with us what was your theme last year, 2018? Well, you know better than to ask me about what he said over 2019, because I don't share those. As you know, I don't like sharing something that personal and private until it's over. But then looking back on 2018, yeah, there were several things that I actually, I spent some time because I really needed to hear a couple things. And I was asking him, what are your words over the year? But then I also asked him, Jesus, what are your promises over the year? What are you speaking promises? And I also asked him, Jesus, what am I hoping in this year? Because I can put my hopes in things, and if he's not in it, then it just ends up being super disappointing. Yes. You know. So I was asking kind of in different categories for words, and one of the things he spoke first was very surprising to me. He spoke the word health. I um, don't pay kind enough attention to my body. I just ask a lot of it kind of like a workhorse, and then feed it and put it away every night, <laughs> get up in the morning and saddle up again. And so he spoke health, and I just knew immediately, oh my goodness, that's so right on. I, It's not just a matter of taking care of my health this year. I actually need to look into my health. So I, I went through a series of just different blood work and tests and things to just say, you know what, I'm 58. If I'm beginning to leak at the cylinders, if, <laughs> if I've blown a gasket or two, I want to know now, yeah. right? If there's some early indicators on the dashboard. So I subjected myself because I wanted to come into alignment with what he was doing. Right. I, I went and saw everything from dental work to my physician, you know, my chiropractor to just kind of go, okay, I'm going to be kinder to my body this year. And take care of my health, but I'm also going to push in and, and inquire and, and get some testing done on different things. You know, how's my cholesterol levels and all that kind of stuff. And it proved to be very good for me to do this year. The tests are, are good. Most things were generally positive. But just speaking the word health yes. over the year, how about you? Well, you know, this is one of my favorite things to do every year. And I had a really wild word for 2018. So it's late December, I'm reading a book, not thinking about the word at all, and there was the name of somebody from the Bible in this particular book, just mentioned one time, Asaph, and I didn't remember who Asaph was, but I just read the word and was continuing, and, and God said, you are my Asaph. <laughs> now, what? And, and I knew he was giving me the word for the year. <laughs> So it's like, wait, what, what, who, who is Asaph? And 
I was hoping it was somebody that I'd want to be, right? So I research it. Well, it turns out— He's not out, one of the guys that are taken out early in the story, <laughs> is he? I'm hoping he doesn't have <clears> a red shirt. One of the wicked kings right. of— yeah. Right. And so I find out he wrote 12 of the Psalms. He wrote Psalm 50 and then Psalms 73 through 83. And his name means who gathers together. So I'm going, okay, well, this is cool, but tell me more. So the more I researched, he was an artist who served in King David's court, commissioned by David to sing in the house of Yahweh, a chief Levite. He ministered before the Ark of the Covenant. He even performed in the dedication of Solomon's temple. Wow. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, I, I love this guy. Like, I wish there was more in Scripture about this artisan, this this person with this creative gifting. But I love creativity, and it felt like this immense invitation into some unknown territory with God. So, okay, this is the person who God treasured, who God lifted up in the arts, and now he's inviting me into that. In 2018, I got to spend 12 months saying, God, how do you want to speak into my gifting, my creativity? Wow. What does this look like? And so I would just encourage people with the more unpredictable the word is you hear, the more unexpected, odds are the more God is in it because we're not giving him a wish list. We've talked about that before. We're not telling God what we want the theme for our year to be. Yes, thank you. That's important to say. So let him say what he wants to say. And follow that up, and you don't have to understand it immediately. It's an invitation into intimacy with God, whatever the word, our passage, our theme is. Yeah, that's really good. Asaph. So you're going to sing a few bars for us? <laughs> I, well, I realize quickly singing is not part of my gifting. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe. And gang, it could be a sentence. It could be a paragraph. He may give you a page. He may give you one word. Mm-hmm. I asked him, Jesus... What are your promises over the year for 2018? And he said some beautiful things that were very, you know, personal to me. But one of the things he said was me. Wow. I promise you myself. And I just thought, oh, thank you. Yes, whatever my situation is, I can remember the promise, God. You promised me yourself. So right here, right now, I have you. I have you in your fullness with me and in me. So I'm going to, I'm going to bank on that right now. Mm -hmm. So consecrating your year, coming into alignment, asking Jesus for words over the year, super positive, really helpful thing to do. Write it down, write it down, write them down, all that he speaks and put it someplace you're going to see it regularly, you know, on a little three-by-five card on your computer screen or tack it to the refrigerator or the bathroom mirror. Now, another help. As we were praying prior to the recording today, asking Jesus, he also brought up agreements. And golly, if you've, if you've spent, you know, six months with us, you've heard us talk about agreements. But what he meant was, have you already begun to make agreements about this year? about 2019. And those would sound something like, oh, I'm just dreading this year. Uh Uh-oh. Right. That would be an agreement, right? I'm agreeing with dread over my year or, oh, this is just going to be such a demanding year. Or, you know, with our dog gone and it's just going to be a lonely year. 
whoa, 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 hang on. Right. If you make agreements like that over your year, they do become self-fulfilling. Like mm-hmm. you, you're kind of writing a script or you're, you're actually coming into alignment often with the enemy and what he's, you know, the agreements don't tend to be positive things, by the way. They tend to be, oh no, you know, I'm just not going to get anywhere this year. I, I give up. So Jesus brought that up. Yes. And so we would just want to suggest friends that when you turn this podcast off, you just ask Jesus, Lord, what are the agreements that I have already begun to make over this year? I'm overwhelmed, or I'm already behind, or there just really isn't anything to look forward to this year. Whoa, 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 time out. Name the agreement, name it, give it words, put it down on paper if necessary, and then break it. Right. John, you've talked about in podcasts before in the power of interpretation, and either I think we will interpret our new year by the agreements we've made, or by the word or themes God's given us, mm-hmm. if we ask for that, mm-hmm. and consecrating our year. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of those two directions are going to be the lens we see 2019 in. And boy, one brings freedom, and one is just you get stuck. Mm-hmm. And, and, if, and if you're already thinking, I didn't really like last year, and this year's not any different, mm-hmm. that's an agreement, exactly. right? So I'm not looking forward to much this year would be an agreement. Right. Yeah. We don't have we don't have enough to make ends meet this year. That would be an agreement. Yes. Right? And I know agreements work because there's always data that seems to confirm it. You know, you know, you don't make agreements that I'm a hippopotamus this year or that I'm gonna, you know, fly to Jupiter. You, you make agreements because it looks like it's true, you know, and the enemy will pour it on. Nonetheless, you break them so that the fresh light of God can come in. And, 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 then, and then, again, Jesus, what are you saying over my year? Let him counter the power of, of that particular agreement. And John, that's something, would you say, that people can invite their children into as well? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, do it for yourself. Yes. But a lot of times, a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. 13, 14, oh, yes. they need help interpreting how are you seeing this year? Yeah. What are you fearing? What yeah. are you looking forward to? Yeah. And breaking some things. Yeah. And e- even just to ask, how are you feeling about this year? Because sometimes to get into the emotions reveals the more powerful stuff, right? How are you feeling towards this year will be very helpful for your kids and for you, right? Super helpful. Yeah. I want to tell you about something really cool. So we've been thinking a lot at Ransomed Heart about curated experiences, about trying to provide you all with more, not just content, although we hope you love our content, but curated experiences through the content. You know, so my goodness, you come onto our website and it's like, wow, you've got stuff for men, for women. What's, What's this thing that sacred romance? What's that journey of desire? I'm not sure, you know, I've heard about Wild at Heart, but what's this What's this new thing? All things new, you know, help me with this. Right. So we have just released a devotional, a 365-day devotional for this year. I mean, use it any year. But, you know, most devotionals are, they're great. I believe in them. They tend to be kind of a smattering of thoughts, a little bit like confetti. 
you know, just each day you pick it up and today's about love. And then the next day is about something completely different. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. King David, you know, and you turn to the next day and you're like, whoa, it's about this guy named Asaph. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, you might want to pay attention to that one. Here's what we wanted to do. We wanted to put out a daily devotional with scripture and reading and prayer that tried to follow a kind of a journey. And so the title of this is Restoration Year. And because we wanted to see if through the power of something very, very simple, people, I know, gang, I know. I, I don't have time to read anymore either. I've got four books sitting in my office that I've started and stalled out in, in like the second chapter. We wanted to have something that was very short. You know, it's like a three or five minute experience, but that still would take you on a journey into a year of restoration. If this could be a restoration year. So January 1st is entitled A Fresh Start. And the scripture that we have here is Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord. And what a wonderful thing to just sort of name over your year. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then it reads like this, January 1st, a brand new year. It's the time of year we start thinking about making changes. This year, rather than writing a quick list of resolutions that we'll likely forget before February, maybe we should take a different approach. This is a good time for each of us to ask ourselves, what do I want to be different this year? And golly, you could just pause on that and just let your heart answer, you know, give your heart a little space to answer that. Sit with that for 10 minutes, I suggest. Let your heart surface and then take it to Jesus in prayer. Lord, come into this. Show me the way. And then I share with my readers what we just shared with you. I'll often ask God for his theme over my new year. Jesus, what is the theme of this year? I do this every January, and it's proven a mighty rescue many times over. Usually, Jesus says one simple thing. One year, I heard love. And all through the year, I found myself needing to return to the simple truth of love. Another year, it was restoration. And that was the year I took a short sabbatical and sought needed restoration. And then at the end of each reading, there's a prayer. And this one is, ask Jesus, what is the theme of this year, Lord? And when he speaks it, write it down. Post it somewhere you'll see it often in very big letters. So we wanted to make you aware of the Restoration Year devotional. Some wonderful content in here something of a guided journey just around the theme of restoration. Psalm 23, Lord, you restore my soul. I want to seek a year of more of that, more restoration. Yeah, John. And and I love this book. Like it's some devotionals just try to inspire or cheer you up or just have something, a little positive tidbit for the day. This goes into freedom and restoration, intimacy, identity, I mean, it's it's a transformative read, and each day's reading is just one page, and so, yeah, you've got a scripture, you've got some great content, and then you ask the reader some questions at the end, and, and those questions are great, I think, ways for the reader to say, 
right, what, what does this mean for me? Not just information, but how do I use this to know God more intimately, mm-hmm. know myself more intimately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For people who like to listen to their devotionals, you recorded it on audio. And so people can get the book, but they can also download the audio and experience it that way. Yeah. Listen to it as an audio devotional experience. So friends, happy new year. We pray blessing over your year. We pray light and life and hope. And we pray abundance over your year. We pray provision and outpouring of the love of God into your lives this year. And we pray that Jesus would speak in ways that you can hear and that your year would come into alignment with all that he has for you. Offered in love here from your friends at Ransomed Heart. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart podcast with John Eldridge and Alan Arnold here in the first week of 2019. Happy New Year.